Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. DIY Money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really humbling when I hear someone say, or read someone say, I binged all the episodes. It's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of episodes. There were some okay ones at the beginning. The beginning was terrible. In fact, I think we buried some. I hope we buried them. They were awful. I mean, the first, the story, I, I, I have a... Uh, a writing about this as we surpassed 500 episodes i thought it'd be nice to sort of write a little you know doc i don't know documents the wrong word a essay if you will on the evolution of diy money and i i remember we started we, with a great idea diy money this is gonna be amazing da, da, da. and then we get into the studio and we start talking to each other about like roth conversion and i was like wah, wah. and then you being so diligent you're like we need to have production meeting we need to lay out our content and then i was like i'm gonna gouge my eyeballs out i cannot deal with this Mm -hmm. and then the real diy money was born yeah we made everybody else do the work well it works i mean you get these questions and then we just bat them around and i i just i don't know the concept is good so tell your friends tell your friends about the show we have uh, not been pushing the reviews and all the rest of that stuff, but I want to get back to the top. We were at one point the number one personal finance and budgeting podcast, meaning if you typed in personal finance or you typed in budgeting, not together, I guess together would work too, but we were number one. Personal finance, that's impressive. Personal yeah. finance. That's really impressive. Whoa. So I want to get back there. <laughs> Bravo. Wow. Oh, heck, I want to be the number one in money and personal finance and investing. All of them. So we need reviews to do it. And questions. I tried to like figure out how to do that. I Do you know how to do a review on iTunes? I genuinely do not. Uh, we need to learn so we actually physically can tell people. done one once a long time ago, yeah. I, uh, I don't remember. And Spotify doesn't do reviews or no. doesn't do ratings, one of the two. You just have to keep listening to it. And then there's other things that people listen on but those are the two main ones all right but we need questions especially from you ladies that's uh i guess i haven't given the email podcast at diymoney.org that's podcast at diymoney.org speaking of ladies we have a question today from beth beth what do you got diy hi diy money crew my name is beth and i have a question about adding someone to my mortgage in 2021 i bought a house with my then boyfriend now soon to be husband We looked at houses and made our decision together. However, given that we weren't married, we decided it would be best to keep the financial aspect of buying a home under one person's name. I paid for the down payment, which was about $50,000, plus all of the closing costs. We've lived here together since the beginning and have always split the mortgage payment. Now that we are soon to be married, what are our options to add his name to the house and our mortgage? Are there any other considerations we should be aware of? Thanks so much. Okay, Beth, uh, full disclaimer, we are not attorneys, so we're going to give you some blanketed advice. I would I would make sure when you start to pursue anything from a legal aspect, obviously find a local attorney in your area. I'm going to cite a couple of things. One is obviously when you get, not obviously, but I strongly encourage when you're married, everything becomes one. So one checking account, 
well, maybe multiple checking accounts for different purposes, but one as in, you know, not mine and not his, but yours together. Um, and, and obviously the household budget becoming one budget. That's, I think, is critical, very, very important uh, to, to blend that. I also, and again, an attorney may tell you different, but I think it's important to put each other's name to make sure you're both on the deed, which is typically accomplished through what is called a quit claim deed, Q-U-I-T, quit claim deed prepared by an attorney filed at your local courthouse that basically just changes the deed from your name alone to joint name. Um, I don't know if you never mentioned this, but if you're changing your last name through marriage, that would probably be good to to do that at that time. The mortgage is going to be a little bit differently or a little bit different. Candidly, you know, I mean, if you heaven forbid, if there was a divorce situation, and again, I'm probably we probably have lawyers listening to this going, that's not right, but. I would. I don't know. I guess in experience, I would say this is how I've seen it. You know, if you just keep your name on the mortgage, let's say you call up the mortgage company and you say, "Hey, I'm married, and I want to put my husband's name on the mortgage." More often than not, they're going to have some criteria to do that. They're going to go, "Well, you know," because what's happening is you're reducing fifty percent of the liability off of you and onto him. Well, you can't just do that. A bank's not just going to allow that. that that's a, there's going to be a process, credit checks, maybe even a, another closing to do that. Um, I, more likely a refi, basically. Yeah, so a refinance, et cetera. I just don't see the necessity of that. I, I probably wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. If it were me, I wouldn't go down that road. Uh, but what I mean is that in, in terrible situation, let's say there was a divorce, it's not like you're going to just be stuck with the mortgage, right? Any attorney in, in the divorce and the process of getting a divorce and a decree is going to determine, okay, this house is jointly owned. The mortgage is you know, joint, even though your name is on it. And you're not going to proceed with a divorce with all of a sudden him be getting half equity in the house and you being stuck with 100% of the mortgage. And I know some attorneys out there going, no, no, that's not right, Quinn. Well, you just mind your P's and Q's, Buster, and remember who you're dealing with. That's how it works. I'll, I, I, I mean, a divorce is a process of going back and forth with among attorneys. I'm not an attorney, once again. So check with an attorney on all this. But the two things, the reason I brought this question up is, one, just the importance, again, of combining those finances and the quick claim deed. It's pretty easy to make sure the name uh, is joint on uh, the deed so that you you know basically have both ownership. Now, if you're concerned about that, then just leave your name on there and leave it, leave it as is. What say you, Daniel? Um, Other I would than call an attorney. S- yeah, call an attorney. <laughs> uh, I would say for folks listening who are on the cusp of entering into a situation like this, thinking about it, or maybe in the future, one thing I would do on the front end or consider uh, from a planning perspective is if you're kind of going into this where one person's getting a mortgage, therefore one person kind of owns the home, and a second person is making payments to the home, I would either outline that with some type of contract or make sure that the second person is really just making rent payments uh, on the home and that the individual who has the mortgage and the equity is the sole owner of the home. Because in a situation where uh, this 
in a situation where this type of relationship doesn't lead to then a marriage and one person has the expectation of they were making payments and inherently then they have equity. I'm not sure, again, not a lawyer, if there is an implied like, hey, I was paying you for equity in the home, therefore you have to pay me back if there's no contract in place. And so the easiest way I've seen this done before and have worked with a few uh, financial plans where this is the case is one person has the mortgage, they ha- uh, their name's on the deed, they own the equity, they're it sounds kind of terrible, but they're renting it to their uh, person they're in the relationship with because there is no legal kind of union between those those folks yet. So they're collecting rent. It's not romantic. It is what it is. They're paying that down. They still have the equity. Now, when um, uh, legal union transpires, then they typically will refinance, put the deed in both of their names. So they both now have equity. They both now have the debt on that. That's going to potentially be tricky in today's environment where interest rates in the last six to eight months have gone up dramatically, but it's something you might want to explore. And then you move forward kind of together. The loan now will have been reduced by those rent payments over time, so everybody benefits from it. However, if something were to dissolve prior to uh, to that legal union, then that person is out rent payments. They are out payments, but they got sort of housing in return for those payments. So it's not as if they have the expectation of equity going forward. So, uh, you know, I think it it goes back to talking about goals, setting expectations, etc. These are things you should be doing on the non-financial front as you approach uh, marriage. And so it's if you're uncomfortable talking about those things pre-marriage, I think setting any type of financial goals and having budget discussions and having a CFO of the household and things like that post-marriage aren't going to get any easier just because you kind of crossed that marriage threshold. So uh, pre-marriage is a good time for people looking to get into this type of scenario. Pre-marriage is a good time to kind of put the cards on the table and go, hey, this is what we're thinking. How do we arrange this? And then, you know, when we get married, we'll gravitate towards this style of arrangement or something of that nature. But, you know, have all those discussions and, and clear the air on the front end, I would say. We need to bring Taylor on periodically. That'd be great. I think we're going to So do instead that. of saying we're not a lawyer, yeah. we can say, well, he's a lawyer. That's yeah. a good idea. That'd be good. We'll you that. know, th- these are the areas, though, where I, I think the team is important. Uh, you know, I don't care how old you are. If you're married, you have, may have kids, maybe not. You know, making sure you have a will, living will, you know, health care proxy, power of attorney, things like that are just critical. So... Uh, that's a good discussion to have when you're when you're pursuing those documents with whomever is is um, helping you with that as well. So, I mean, sometimes it's a matter of you know collaborating with your team and making sure that uh, you have everything in order. But great question. Um, hope you found a little value in in the answers. It's kind of outside the the realm of our um, discipline, but hopefully we we helped a little bit. Anything else, Ed? No, I mean it's just discussing setting goals executing those goals just like everything else we talk about it just gets a little bit more nuanced because you're adding this relational component into it and um i mean let's face it whether or not you uh are married or have a legal union or not uh things ebb and flow and and dissolve all the time in in this current world and so you kind of have to realize that those are a factor and and build that in to your plan to some extent unfortunately Good call. Let's leave it there. There you go. All right, friends. Remember, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your questions aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.